welcome to a new episode of the Glow Observer podcast. My name is Jada and I'm the founder of Glow Observer and the teacher of how to break into the fashion industry with which I've already helped many girls getting their dream jobs at companies such as Kellen, LVMH, Dior and many others. Today I have the pleasure to introduce you an extraordinary story. Lirika Matoshi is the founder of her namesake brand and you have probably seen on Instagram her beautiful dresses and tops. Lirika moved to New York City from Kosovo to attend the Fashion Institute of Technology, but she wasn't admitted to the school and without a fashion education, she decided to follow her passion and started producing herself her hand and belly shared tights, glittery dresses and socks that she was selling on Etsy. In this episode, she told us how without a fashion education, she went from Etsy to found a super successful fashion brand and selling her products at Nordstrom and Free People just after a couple of months as she was selling on Etsy. How she launched a pop-up store in New York City to test the water to open a store in the future, if being in a fashion capital is really necessary if you want to start a brand, and how New York City has helped her and how she went from doing everything by herself to growing a team of 60 people in just a couple of years. This episode is full of passion and her story is amazing and it will inspire you to push your limits and believing in yourself and your dream. Before starting this new great episode, I would like to let you know that you can download for free my PDF guide with the do's and don'ts of fashion job application. So if you're looking for a job in fashion, you can download for free my PDF guide with the tips on what to do and not to do when you apply for a job in fashion. I will leave you the link to download the free PDF in the description box. Now let's start this new great episode and I wish you all a great holidays. I will be back in September with some new great episodes. Hello, Lirika, and welcome to the Glam Observer podcast. I'm very excited to have you here on the show. I really love your brand. I discovered it on Instagram and I was so excited. So thank you so much for accepting my invitation. Yeah, thank you a lot also for uh, inviting me to have this conversation of course so i usually begin by asking how the everything has begun so what did you study oh all right so everything began uh, as i was like a teenager like 18 years old or maybe earlier little by little i actually haven't finished college so um i'm not sure what to say about that (laughs) because i just uh thought that I just never thought that college was a thing for me. I actually once started to uh, study uh, architecture, but uh, I quit it because uh, I didn't think it was for me. And then I wanted to study uh, fashion design in New York City, but for some reasons I couldn't get in the college there in FIT. So I don't know, uh, it was kind of a bummer for me in the beginning, but then, I don't know, I just got some courage and I just thought maybe I could just start doing something, you know, like baby steps. Since you don't have a fashion education background, so where have you learned how to sew, how to design and all the techniques that you need to create fashion pieces? Yes, so uh, basically I... I grew up in a very uh, artsy family, so all of my 
family members are like artists and uh, my sister has had her business like 15 years ago she started uh, doing like small pieces here in in Kosovo in a very small place and I usually like after school I always went to my sister's a little studio and worked with her and tried to help her all the time i helped her with sketches and uh, with little details like uh, when i was in high school i used to make chokers like mm -hmm. accessories for um uh, necklaces and stuff like that and a lot of people tend to like them and i started selling them mm -hmm. and uh that's i think that's where i started to to have like a small business of mine, like when I was 18. So yeah, I, I think it was just my talent and my support from my family and always being around people who um, create and are creative. So that's, I think, why. Yeah, you, you said and that you couldn't get into the FIT. So since... Yeah. Some of the Globe Server readers and listeners want to get to fashion school. So what was the problem? I think the problem is because I um, couldn't get in because I didn't have enough points on, uh, on a test. And also because I couldn't finish all, I guess, my portfolio that well. Mm -hmm. Because I was always focused on something else and not on those things uh, but i'm not really sure why maybe because they uh, accepted a lot of students or i'm not sure or maybe i was a little bit late but um i think that's why so and do you think that anyway it's better to attend a fashion school or people can launch a brand even without a fashion background for me, it was better that I didn't attend the fashion school because um, I had some uh, friends who went there and they told me what they did. And for me, those things actually looked a little bit, seemed a little bit easy, you know, and mm -hmm. not really important. I, I just thought and I just thought it would be better for me to just start on my own. Yeah. So I think that's why. So you first moved to New York City just to attend the FIT or for other Yes, that was yes, that was my uh, plan. After that I was really I was really upset and then I just didn't know what to do so I just started doing small pieces on my own and mm -hmm. I started doing the tights, the fishnet tights with embroidery. Yeah. And I actually like started doing it just for fun. I was like posting them on my Instagram, which now is a brand Instagram, the the one that everyone follows was my personal Instagram. I was posting oh. everything there and people kept um commenting and asking me if I could do more designs and that's that's what uh, inspired me to to create more I guess and it just kept going all the time and so why have you decided to stay in New York and not go back to your um uh, well New York is New York I mean uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it was it was bigger for me to achieve something there than in here of course Kosovo I mean I love my my hometown here but 
it's just a really small country and uh, I was doing really well here but I, my dreams were bigger than that and I just wanted to 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 go there and do something there and then maybe come back here and try to to um, improve things in here and uh, be more creative here too and help other people here too so mm -hmm. that's why I wanted to uh, do that in New York City because yeah. you know it, New York is New York of course yeah I know <laughs> everyone loves New York I love New York I've been there twice and I would love to yeah. move there one day <laughs> of course so your first pieces were basically handmade embellishment socks right Yes, that's how I started. Uh, so yeah. I was all alone on my own, and I couldn't, I couldn't do more, of course. So I just started to do something small. You bought the socks, and basically you put on, you sew on them the embellishments. Yes. One day I was just staying in my room, and I, I, I remembered that I had a really cute pair of uh, socks and uh, tights. And first I grabbed my white tights and I painted it with color. And I did the first design. Actually, I did the white one with uh, some white flowers. I just sewed them on, on. And then I did uh, three more pieces and I uh, decided to post them on Instagram and then people liked them a lot. And I remember then there was this page like it was a really famous blogger page that posted my picture. And for one day, I just kept having a lot of followers. Like I got like 10,000 followers for like a few days. Wow. And it was crazy for me because I had like only like 100 followers or something, you know. But yeah. I kept doing hashtags and tagging people and, you know, trying to do my best. And that's how I got followers in the beginning. And it was all organic. I never paid or did anything else. It was just all organic. It was really yeah. crazy to think. Yeah, amazing. So yeah. where did you buy the first embellishments at the beginning? Because I guess now yes. you have trust suppliers. Um, I, I bought some in New York City, but also my sister, when she was younger than me, she uh, had some um, stones and gems in her in in New York City, and she gave them to me, and I I only used those, you know, like mm -hmm. I just used some of them, and yeah, people just kept asking for more, and that's how I started to do more, and then I went to different countries. I usually travel a lot. So everywhere I go, I try to get a few pieces that I like. I went to Hong Kong, I went to Japan, I went to India, I went to different places. And then I, I took small fabrics and stones that I like, also here in Kosovo. And then that's how I started to get my um, stones and everything. Yeah, but now do you produce yourself entirely the dresses, the tops and the socks or do you still just say No, them? no, no. That was yes, that was just in the beginning. Now mm -hmm. I produce everything here in Kosovo and uh, I send everything in uh, in the US in New York City and that's where we have our studio there and we ship everything from there. So you now live between Kosovo and New York? 
Yes, right now, yes. I didn't uh, expand it more because I, I'm really focused on New York City right now, mm-hmm. and hopefully, I'm 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 really hope uh, hoping to open more stores in somewhere in Europe or any other places. Yeah, but, and how uh, is your team divided? I mean, do you have the production in Kosovo, and then do you have I don't know marketing or social media in New York? Some, yes, some marketing. I have a few people there in, uh, in the US, but also in Kosovo too. Uh, I design from in the US. I have a small studio there where I design. I, I come here and there all the time. I travel like every month. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's it's a challenge for me to travel all, all that much. But when you have success, you don't, you don't think about the consequences. You just, keep going yeah and have you maybe once thought about moving everything also the production included to new york i don't think so but you you never know i'm a really uh, unpredictable person so (laughs) maybe maybe uh, but right now i'm just thinking i'm gonna be here for i'm gonna produce so basically you started and you were handmade sewing this embellishment on socks but did you already have the idea of the brand like it is today when you created your first pieces or it was just, I mean, something that you liked? No, actually, um, I didn't think, I, I think I mentioned it earlier that I didn't think I'm going to have a brand. Usually mm-hmm. when I talked with people at that time, they told me, oh my God, that's really beautiful. Maybe you, you're going to get, you're going to have your own business in five years. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, I had my business like in a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I started my business in, in in a few months and it was really funny. I didn't expect it, but yes. <laughs> so after a month, <laughs> and you understood that this could become a business, a brand, an entire brand? Yes. Yes, I didn't think of it. But since the demands were high and people really wanted to buy our designs, then we just kept going. At that time, I had a really uh, great support from my family. So I have a really huge family here in Kosovo and everyone helped, helped me, everyone supported me. And we did everything together. So again, we're a family business and that's, that was a really, really uh, huge support for me at that time and now. Did you create a business plan when you decided to turn your little thing into a full brand no i didn't i didn't plan it again i didn't have a business plan can you walk us through your brand journey i mean you started selling on etsy now you have your own online store and your clothes are also sold that there is just no drum free people so can you tell us how you went from etsy to big retailers and you also opened your first pop-up store and your e-commerce oh yeah it was a long journey and it was really yeah. beautiful. Uh, first, I started with Etsy, yes, like I think three years ago, maybe four. I'm not sure because time is flying. <laughs> but I started with Etsy. I started use, uh, selling a few pieces. And mm-hmm. one day I was really surprised. I received this email from three people and I was just really happy and couldn't believe it. So I had a friend and uh she is she studies law and she knows you know what's real and what's 
fake and i was like is this their real email are you are you sure <laughs> and she told me that it was and uh i they i think they wanted yeah i remember their first email was that they wanted to buy wholesale and wow. i didn't uh, <laughs> I, I was not even sure what wholesale was at that time <laughs> yeah they they ordered some uh, butterfly head pieces and uh, that was our first wholesale how long after you started on etsy three people reach out to you uh after like a month or two months something like Maybe this do you think they have discovered you through instagram yes through Instagram mm -hmm. or Etsy. And then we had this email after a few months where we started to do more socks uh, because my sister was helping me on the production because she already uh, had her uh, business with the gowns. Uh, she helped me to produce more socks. And at that time, luckily uh, Nordstrom emailed us and they wanted wholesale from us too. And it was a really, really great achievement for for me at that time how many pieces free people and not strong asked you to produce uh in the beginning like a, a hundred pieces because i couldn't produce more it was the head pieces the headbands but then after with nordstrom uh i knew that uh they're gonna order a, a large quantity so uh, i told my sister that i need help she called more people and she helped me a lot. And then we made, like, their order was, like, really huge. They ordered ordered thousands of, of socks at that time, and it was really great for me. So, yeah. For those maybe who are interested in starting a brand, can you please explain, I mean, the relationship with a wholesaler, how it works, and how did you set up your wholesale price? Uh, well, yes, um, for me, it was the whole surprise. It's usually 50%. Mm -hmm. But uh, at that time, it was it was really good for me. It was it was good because I could afford it. It was okay for me, the offer that they made. But also for me, it was it was just important to get into Nordstrom, you know, because or free people because after we got in free people then Nordstrom contacted us and then other people and you know so I just you have to start small once you start selling to a few customers then the if if your quality and the things that you sell are uh, good enough then it will just keep rising yeah and so when free people ask you to produce more quantity i guess than what you usually produce i mean did you say immediately yes even though you were producing them yourself at home i mean they they knew that you were producing your your pieces yourself uh in the beginning yes because mm -hmm. uh, i could i could i had some help from my sister but uh it was the quantity was it was normal i could do it by myself but then it just kept rising and i couldn't do it on my own anymore and then after one year uh we got uh, a bigger studio in manhattan in uh, new york city it was in uh, 42nd street and there we decided to have our first pop-up shop and it was really successful uh actually it was like the studio was in the th third floor and it was kind of risky because i didn't expect a lot of people to come in but 
Uh, actually, a lot of people showed up from our customers, and also we had like uh, journalists and different kinds of people. And it was really, really, it, it was a great achievement for me. And I really had a really great team who helped me at that time. We were like five people in in Manhattan. And uh, after that, uh, we decided to keep uh, going with the studio, and a lot of people came in. And uh, now uh, we're actually moving from that studio, and uh, we're having a, another uh, bigger place. And it's it's great to know that we're we're expanding uh, like. Every month, every few months, we're just keeping, we're just like expanding our brand and it just feels amazing. Why have you decided to just open up a pop store and not a store? Uh, basically, uh, we came up with the idea of the pop-up store because it was more like, a, as the other brands are doing, like uh, it was more like a tryout. Uh, mm-hmm. We just wanted to try it first and see how people would react and uh, how many people would show up, you know, it was more like a tryout, and it turned out really, really great. And uh, it was really inspiring at that time, because uh, now I know that even if we open a store, where it's gonna be successful, it's gonna be a success, and it was really inspiring to me. But uh, of course, as an online store, we're doing really well, so uh, I think uh, if we open a store, we need to get a little bit more prepared. So that's why uh, it took a little bit more time to get prepared for the store. And probably uh, our plans are to open a store in a, in a year. So it takes a little bit of time and effort. So yeah, yeah it, was a really good, it was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. How long after that you started your brand, then you needed extra help and so you started hiring people? I just wanted the flow, you know. Uh, for the pop-up, we were like five people at the time. And then we just kept rising, like we just kept uh, expanding our our brand and having more people, usually, mostly here in Kosovo. And, and now we're like 60 people, something like that. Each month, uh, since our sales were rising, uh, also our uh, we, we of course needed more employers, and we started little by little, and that's where we are right now. <laughs> did you use any marketing strategy to promote your pop-up store, or did actually, you just use actually, Instagram? Not really. We just we just posted on Instagram that we're doing uh, a pop-up shop. At that mm-hmm. time, and uh, that's all we did. That's all we did, and, and it was crazy. A lot of people showed up. It was really good. <laughs> How long it was open your pop-up store? It was uh, only for the weekend, like two days, oh. day Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it was really short, you know. But uh, it was enough for me to see how we we're prepared, or inspiring for me to know if what would happen if would we would open a store. Yeah, and is your studio open also to customers? I mean, if someone wants to see the products live, do you allow them to come to the studio and try on products and purchase them? Yes, a lot of people come uh, come and buy uh, in our studio, but right now we're moving, so um, right now we're not we're not doing that. But I think 
we'll keep doing the same thing all over again. And now, what marketing strategies do you use to promote the brand? You just use Instagram or do you use maybe a newsletter or um, do you work with influencers? We mostly use Instagram. And uh, in a year or so, we started working with bloggers. And that helped us a lot. I think that bloggers right now are really a big thing. We're doing really good. Like, I love working with them. Most of the, the clients come from them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just amazing how things change. Because we don't need to be in magazines or we don't need to promote our, to do marketing. All we need to do is send a dress to a blogger and she, she'll know what to do. You know, it's really, it's, it's just really amazing. Yeah, and how do you track the sales that come from influencer? I mean, maybe you provide them with a discount code or how do you track the sales? And- Sometimes uh, there are some kind of uh, bloggers who just buy the dress and they just love it. And so they just decide to, to post it and to and they tag us, you know. It's, it's really amazing how they do that. But also, uh, if I like uh, a blogger a lot, I just send them a dress just like that and then she posts it or something and then she tags us. And do you usually gift them with your product because some of your dresses are... Yes, I, I, gift, I gift them. Mostly when I really like someone, I gift them to them. But sometimes they there there are there are some kind of bloggers that they just decide to buy it and then they promote it like just like that which is also amazing uh, because yeah. there are some bloggers that are really successful and they just love our products and that's, that's all. And I'm really thankful for that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's so great when bloggers post something because they truly like a product or they support the brand because they really want to wear yeah. it and they want it. Yeah, we just had a blogger and she's, she's like really famous in New York City. Yeah, maybe you've seen it. She just yeah. decided, I mean, she's really amazing. Like, I'm a really, like, a huge fan of her. I love the way she looks and the way she combines everything. It's just amazing. Yeah. And she just decided to, to buy our dress, the horsey one, and she just tagged us, and it was a really, like, it was a great surprise. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, she, like, really supported us as a new designer like me it just means a lot yeah i have a question because i post on instagram that i was doing a podcast with you and i've got a couple of questions one is what drove you to create your own brand knowing the difficulties of the fashion industry i just really loved it Uh, it was my passion and uh just as i said before it was really spontaneous like i i worked really hard but I didn't expect to, to, to open a brand, to, to have my own business or something. I just followed my dreams and I did what I loved. And that, that, I think that's all you need in the beginning. And all I did is just, I just started small, of course. You don't need to spend a lot or you don't need a huge business plan or whatever. All you need is to start small and to just know uh, that to just find what you love and to be passionate about it. I think that's all you need. And then other things just come along. Yes, I agree 100%. Yeah. And now I have 
another question of mine now that you're talking about this and i wanted to ask, ask how has your role changed over the years because you now have a team so i guess maybe you did yourself everything your own but now you yes yeah. yeah just as i mentioned before um in the beginning i used to work by myself and i had a really really tiny apartment in in new york city it was it was hard you know but uh i remember like i used to ship everything by myself and i was just running around all, all the time and uh it was it was really tiring but but uh, every time i opened my instagram and like people were like going crazy you know commenting and wanting to buy my 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 uh, designs that inspired me a lot and i just kept going and i didn't even look at the consequences you know like i just kept going and i didn't give up at all there were times that i was really tired but i just kept going you know i just i don't know i just had this energy at that time and i just wanted to to use that and to do something that i love so that was pretty much and yeah so after one year we just just as i said we just kept adding more people in our team and now uh now that it's like the third year or something third or fourth i'm not sure <laughs> uh our our employee we have like like a bigger team which i told you before were like 60 people so at the time we were like just five and then after one year we were like 20 and 30 and yeah we're here now so it's crazy yeah congratulations the I mean, more orders yeah. of course the more the while the orders were rising we were just expanding our brand more and more so yeah that's very much it yeah and and so what is your role about today? Do you just do the design or do you also do the other? Yes, oh my God, uh, I'm so relieved. <laughs> now I just uh, I just uh, work on the designing. Sometimes I do like some photographs, but uh, most of the time I just design and it, it's, I'm just so glad for doing that because uh, earlier I used to do everything. Like I used to do all the pictures and, the producing and everything it was just really crazy. Like I used to even take pictures of myself. I remember, like I put my, I, I, I used to put, put my phone somewhere with a timer, and then that's how I took pictures of myself with my own design. Yeah, every time I I think about it, it's just crazy. Uh, but now I'm just I'm just really glad that I do everything. Like I. I do all the designs and I don't have to go through all of these things. And I'm just really glad about it. Yeah, but I think it's so much better when you see the progress and how over the years you... Yes, I think that for me, that's, that's what success means, you know, the progress yeah. of it. I mean, you could start with the best team, but I mean, the satisfaction that you yeah. get when you start doing everything yourself and then growing slowly and organically your team, this basically another yeah. level of success and satisfaction yeah yeah i think that's too and so where do you find inspiration for your collection everywhere i don't know sometimes i just uh, i just travel a lot 
and I I use that time to to think about what to create next. And sometimes I just get inspired in in really like simple things. I think I don't I don't come up with collections or you know as other brands do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just come up with like two pieces or something, and that's all. You know, uh, because uh, right now I don't think we're ready to do huge collections. Mm-hmm. So I just do two pieces at a time, like each week or month. I think each month, like I design two or three pieces at each mm-hmm. one. I get inspired everywhere, like in nature. Uh, usually when I travel a lot, I see I see different people wearing different things. And every time I travel, I try, I, I try new clothes. I go shopping. Uh, I just try to discover myself, you know, and that's what inspires me. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, when I go out with my friends, that inspires me a lot because uh, I take some time on uh, on myself and I really take care of my, you know, my outfit and I love wearing different colors and different textures. So I think every time I go out, I come with a new with a new idea, I guess. I try a new color that I like, some pink or whatever, and then I think, oh my god, I like this. Maybe I should, I should uh, post this on Instagram, you know. And that's mm-hmm. how I get inspired. And um, yeah. are there maybe any specific designers that have inspired you, or who are your favorite designers today? Of course, um, there are a lot of designers that I like or brands. I think it's Mio Mio that I love a lot. I don't know, a lot, a lot of brands, actually. But mostly, like, uh, I keep an eye on uh, new brands, like just like me. You know, I mm-hmm. I like to see how they get uh, they get bigger all the time. And there's this brand that I really like, but uh, we have a different with a really different style. She mm-hmm. is uh, Irish or or. Orson, I guess. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but uh, she is. Uh, she she also started in her own. Uh, she uh, it, it, it's a brand from New York City, and uh, I really like it because uh, she also works just like me, and she started all in her own. And her designs now are getting really trendy, and that's that's really great because I see myself in there too. Yeah, and do you think you would have been able to get the same level of, of success if you weren't in New York City or in any fashion capital, like for example, if you stayed in Kosovo? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Um, um, I don't think so um, because I think every time I posted something, even even when I posted on Etsy. People, I think people felt more comfortable that I was based in New York City because at the time I was not popular, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, just because I was based in New York City, people felt safe to buy things uh, on our page. Uh, and uh, because, you know, it's from New York City and it's, it's the access is easier, you know. It's not that you buy something from, uh, 
overseas, you know, and it's different. So every time people saw that I was in, in based in New York City, like I was surprised how safe they felt to order something from me. Even at that time, I was not, again, popular and they didn't even know who we were. Yeah. So I think, uh, so I think, yeah, it was a really good push for us at that time. Yeah, I feel like even though maybe today with the business that are online and the online stores, you could potentially start a business from anywhere. I feel like the country or the city are part of the branding of your business. So I yes. think it's important yes. to, to be in a fashion capital. Yeah, just, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Because it was, we were online all the time. Uh, people couldn't see what we did. People couldn't sell our materials or our products. So it was just uh, interesting how they really trusted us in the beginning, and it was it was just a great feeling. Yeah. So my next question is a question from another reader who asked, "Any tips on how to break into the fashion business?" So just as I said before, um, I think the main thing is to just be yourself and uh, to keep following your dreams and to start small all the time, to, to just try it, you know, try what you love. And maybe it doesn't work at, at first, but that's how you see, even even if you fail, that's how you see that maybe that's not the thing that you want. Maybe you should try something else. So at at that time, before I did fashion, like I went to uh, I went in college for architecture, and I also I went to this place where I learned photography, and I were I I was just really curious to find what I wanted to do at that time, and I think that's really important for all of the people. Uh, it's more like a message to all the people that they should just uh, try things, you know, even if they fail, it's, it's, it's really good because that's where you know that you have to try something else and, and see what you really like. All you need, if you really love and you're passionate about something, I think you're half, halfway there, you know. Yeah. So, and then it just keeps going, you know. So I think that's the most important thing. For, it was the most important thing for me. I just was really curious to find what I loved. And when I found it, it was, it, of course, I had to work really hard. But when you love something, it just, it doesn't seem that hard anymore. Yes, absolutely. The overnight success is just a myth it doesn't exist so it takes a lot of hard work for whatever you want but if you're really passionate in what you're doing i mean yes, passionate exactly. you overcome the difficulties and the down moments because when you're a brand owner business owner there are many ups and downs especially at the beginning and i of think yes. that only if you have a passion you really make it quit yeah that's that's all you need for the business <laughs> yeah So thank you yeah. so much, Rita, for your time and for all your precious tips. Of course. I really thank you, thank you.